You found it. It's the Japan What Podcast, coming at you out of the back end of Tokyo, the armpit of Asia, Toyohisha Shinjuku, I believe is how you say it. The mobile studio striking again on a snowy, wet, rainy Monday, February. Or is it afternoon? Or is it evening? I am having what you're having. Ah. Cheers, lads. The first one always tastes the best. Sorry. Whether it's the uh, the coffee of the day, the what have you of the day, that's how you get your day started. One way or another, that first ceremonial thip. Ah, big weird day today. Big and weird. Not a lot of war going on, or is there? Um, of course, we have this psyops going on, um, known as the uh, the the weather balloon shoot downs in the guise of UFOs. If anybody out there believes that uh, the government would just come out and say we shot down UFOs, um, I have a vaccine for you. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, it's safe and effective, 95%. Oh, everything's great about it. Trust me, trust me, trust me. Uh, or um, I have a bridge to sell you. It would be an easier way to go into that. Uh, we'll be talking about that in a minute. Uh, the, the balloons and the lasers from China on Hawaii specifically. I managed to find some news that connects it to Japan. So we're just not kind of in the guise of a Japanese podcast and then end up talking about the highest trending topics on English Twitter. Um, Japanese Twitter is really hard for me to understand. My wife uses it. She's Japanese. Um, uh, but we'll see. I don't know. It's a mysterious one. One thing that, just for an example... When a big typhoon is coming up and the island of Kyushu is getting, you know, smashed by a typhoon, I'll look up, you know, in hashtags on Twitter in Japanese, Oame, Kyushu, maybe the name of a city or something like that. Um, try to remember the kanji for flood and then put that in there too. And you get like some heavy rain, but then a lot of people just start posting little like 10 second videos of their cats running around the apartment. It has, it's not like the cat's scared. It's not like the cat's being cute. It would be something that you would have on your phone that you would think to delete but never would. And when you're looking for stuff that you want to show people, but you have to go through so much trash on your phone that it takes too long to show them, like that's the type of video that these people, these Japanese people, these J Twitter users post onto their onto Twitter. And it's like, it's it's one of those things where you kind of scroll past it going like, what's going on here? And then it happens again and again and again in that same uh, typhoon evening. And then the next time the typhoon hits, it's the same thing. So I don't know what it is about Japanese Twitter users posting bad videos of their cats onto Twitter hashtags involving um, typhoons, but that's just one aspect of how Japanese Twitter probably differs very much from the Twitter that you're using unless it's Japanese Twitter, in which case you're going like, oh, yeah, and you know all the reasons why and you have your favorite cats. Let's go first, though, to a stupid product. We always begin the podcast with stupid products. Um, gives me a chance to hate read, usually. This comes to us from japantoday.com, as per usual, via the... The one, the only, the infamous, the hated Sora News 24. Although the headline is pretty good. Manga meat can be yours to eat in the real world with manga meat bone kitchenware. In recent years, certain anime studios have earned a reputation for the mouthwatering food that appears within their works. Studio Ghibli is the best known example with their in anime food. So captivating viewers that there's even a cookbook that teaches you how to make it. 
the manga as well. This is me, Matt Bigelow, MatthewPMBigelow.com, your host. Forgot to plug that, MatthewPMBigelow.com, podcasting 2.0, nudepodcasts.com. Go check them out and uh, send me a boostagram. Send me some sats. I need some, some Bitcoin here, some Bitcoins. Back to the article. But regardless of who's drawing it, there's general consensus among fans that manga meat always looks delicious. The depiction of a hunk of cylindrical meat on a gigantic bone that can serve as both a cooking skewer and handle when eating speaks to something primal and near universal in our gastronomic spirit. And now there's a way to bring manga meat off the comic page and into your real world kitchen. God, I hate Sora News 24. Oh, okay. So what this is, you know, like you've seen them throughout the ages. It doesn't need to be Japanese manga. It could be old Looney Tunes cartoons or whatever. Somebody has a giant ham with a bone on the end and they, they put the giant ham into their mouth. Their throat gets really big. Then their stomach goes boing, and they're left with a giant white bone um, with, you know, little, little handles on the end. Not handles, but I was going to say butts. Look like little butts on the end. And this is called Bone to be Wild. <laughs> I don't know how this works, but it's uh, the, the niku no hone, the, the meat name, is you make sausages and then you wrap them with, wrap it around the bone and then you wrap that with bacon and you fry it. And then you get like a bacon wrapped sausage around a giant fake cartoon bone. Um, are you getting a bone? The 26 centimeter long manga meat bone can even be used for non-carnivorous culinary creations, such as breads and cakes, as shown in the top right and bottom left photos here. I will be posting those photos to MatthewPMBigelow.com so you can get a view of this pretty amazing product. I'm going to ask you, how much do you think this costs? This is a uh, this would be a bone that you could, you know, easily put a giant sausage, bacon, meat bone around it um, and hold the, there's enough sticking out of the bottom for you to hold it in your hand. Uh, and it's very authentic looking in terms of manga or uh, cartoon bone. It doesn't look like a real bone. Um, how much do you think it is in five, four, three, two, one? Was your guess 500 yen? then you're wrong. It's 5,500 yen. And go check out the pictures. I think most people listening to this podcast would be interested in this gift, but would never buy it. Again, it's bone to be wild. Coming to us from japantoday.com via the hated Sora News 24. Die. Although they're good for content. Handmade by Seto artisans, the manga meat bone is convincingly realistic with its complex contours and matte glaze. It can be used in and with ovens, microwaves, steamers, barbecues, and boiling pots. Pretty much everything except a deep fryer. Among the ideas the designers suggest are wrapping slices of beef or pork around the manga meat bone, thrusting it through a large piece of meat, and pressing ground meat to form a meatloaf around it. Not bad. On to the lasers. The Chinese lasers. So um, when I was in my 20s, this is a crazy aspect of my life that I don't share, but because, you know, now we can talk about it because the Washington Post says it's happening. Um, you know, I did see a UFO fly over a house I was living in that I believed to be haunted when I was in my late teens, early 20s, living in Victoria, B.C. Things happened in that house that I would later come to here as patterns when I started investigating phenomenon, got way too into it. But I haven't really been into it for 10, 12 years or more just because that leaves your life and it doesn't repeat. It's really hard to repeat that type of thing unless you're, even most active investigators don't really ever experience anything. They just find people who have and then report on it. But anyway, so I'd have like these cold winds from nowhere, close my eyes and see faces. I would have um, CD cases randomly fill up with water in the middle of the night. I kept my CDs in alphabetical order and like a couple of the B's and then a couple of the E's and an S or an, and an X or something like that. Would I go to, go to play a CD? This is like the late 90s, early 2000s. And I would just notice that some of them would be randomly filled with water pressed up against the wall 
where I would see the the faces when they closed my eyes and and I would feel the really cold winds even though there was no draft coming in from anywhere. Very strange. So in that house, one day I was with um, my ex, who's now my ex, thank God, um, and we're looking up at the sky and it's a, it's like probably like not even a thousand feet up, a giant triangle slowly flies over the city. Um, three lights on each point, one in the middle. I've seen some videos off, you know, similar to this. You can find them as well, the, the triangle UFOs. And then they say like they fly over dense urban populations. I'd never heard about this. And um, I noticed there was like a mist coming off of the top as well. Uh, and then I saw, watched it for five, ten minutes as it just kind of slowly and silently flew over the city and disappeared. And then ten minutes later, a bunch of helicopters at the time I thought were pursuing it. Um, like, you know, secret helicopters were pursuing it. I didn't know about black helicopters back then. Uh, but now I think like they were just monitoring it. I have I have no idea. Um, why did I see this? I don't know. Maybe if you were in a, a space that has a lot of um, ancient energy around it, um, it you know, f- uh, vision blocking technology that may have been around the, the, the triangular craft that I saw doesn't work. I have no idea how this works. It's just mindless, wild speculation on my point. But there was no news reports about it. Um, there was nothing else going on. Uh, and uh, you bring it up to people, they still think you're nuts. But now all of a sudden, because the NORAD shoots down a cylindrical uh, UF unidentified object without um, any propulsion signals over Alaska, everybody's talking about uh, UFOs. So there's no way that they're shooting down UFOs and they're just coming and telling the world about it. But... What this is, I still believe, if you've listened to the previous, this I've never talked about this type of shit ever. This is like, now I'm done. Um, I was thinking that, uh, or speculating, you know, my time in the telecom industry, uh, focusing on AI market trends with um, engineers. Uh, I ran an English school, as people are maybe getting tired of hearing. Um, this could be um, surveillance technology, but also hacking technology, Uh so we might have like balloons being, you know, on on scouting missions to try to scan for vulnerable um, cyber infrastructure points within a you know a nation nation system. Uh, a lot of America systems are old. China systems are new. Um, these types of things could be happening. Um, but how does this tie into Japan? Well, we. There's a video that came out a few days ago. Um, I'm recording this on February 13th, 2023. And it's um, lasers coming down onto this island in Hawaii. And, I, you know, I don't try to find anything unless it's connected to Japan. And I did manage to find something that connects all this to Japan. And it comes to us from the EurasiaTimes.com. The matrix code of green lasers spotted over Hawaii. And it says, Japan blames Chinese satellite for the matrix code. (laughs) Very interesting. Uh, I'll just read from this a little bit. I'll be posting these links to MatthewPMBigelow.com if you're interested in checking them out. On January 28th, the camera from a telescope on Mauna Kea, Hawaii's tallest peak, photographed what seemed to be a curtain of blazing green lasers floating across the island's night sky. Japanese astronomers believe astronomers believe a Chinese weather satellite was responsible for beaming down green laser flashes. Uh, the National Astronomical Observatory of Japan first shared a video of a string of lights that resembled the green code from the Matrix on January 28th. It's already like a couple weeks old now. However, but nobody knows that Japanese researchers were the first to repeat it. So that's Report it, so that's what we're doing uh, right now. However, NOAJ um, updated its YouTube description stating that NASA's satellite was not the source of the lasers over Hawaii. The updated video identified a Chinese DACI-1 AEMS satellite launched a year ago as the most likely candidate. The China Aerospace Science and Technology Corporation stated in a news release from 2021 that the DACI-1 AEMS satellite is used to detect nitrogen dioxide, sulfur dioxide, and ozone in addition to carbon dioxide. 
carbon dioxide would be a valuable source, right? Understand where factories are coming from and all that. And that's about it. I think that's it. Oh, it says read more. Should we read more? Um, I think that's actually that's about it. So whatever you think it is, I have no idea. Uh, but there's these um, very bizarre happenings right now. I'm tying them closer, closer into national security in terms of cyber warfare to see um, about vulnerable vulnerabilities within um, cybersecurity uh, infrastructure outside of major cities to find like a weak nexus point or something like that. You know, if you could find a, for example, if you bomb the right oil pipeline, it could, even though it might not be the, the pipeline that carries the most oil somewhere, that oil pipeline might be at a nexus point that would then disable the oil transportation to major manufacturing zones within a country or within a system or whatever, what have you. Um, so it's not like it's targeting the biggest manufacturer, the biggest amount. It's that nexus point or a weak point in a system that would then create a domino effect and collapse everything else. I'm just a podcaster with a little bit of experience in, in cybersecurity and market trends with AI. And I think that that's just where I would be looking at it. Um, I don't think the alien thing is good enough. Um, as we know, the, the leaks about Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2 potentially being um, sabotaged by the American governments in conjunction with the Norwegian governments um, that was released by Seymour Hirsch recently. Um, is this just a distraction from that so that people don't get angry at their own governments and, and instead you know, target their nefarious, you know, anger towards something in the sky that doesn't exist. And then once the anger subsides, they go home and forget about it. Go back to Netflix and chill. Chill out, sheeple. Everything is fine. Ooh, look, the Super Bowl. And now, that, because we're on this esoteric topic, the Super Bowl, two words, S-U-P-E-R-B-O-W-L. But what if you take the B from bowl and attach it to the previous word, super. You get superb owl. Now, if you're into the esoteric and the occult, that might mean something to you. Moving on. So I'm going to just say this. Was this bullshit or are, are we all high or not high? High. Or not high. We could just all be high. How about that? How about that um, analysis? Hey, you're just high. <laughs> you're just high. Um, we all know about QAnon. Uh, so let's take a look. We got um, QAnon. I don't. I don't really have anything. So. QAnon has this weird following in Japan. I don't really bash QAnon. Um, I don't follow it. Um, back in the Trump days, there would sometimes be like a, a thing on social media, for, trust the plan, and then a whole bunch of people would be like, oh, we where we go on, we go all. And I was like, well, it's kind of strange. I know a couple of people who got into it. Um, I've never really talked to them much about it because I don't have the time. I used to follow um, the uh, anonymous hacking group, and they would be like, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna hack it up. We're gonna hack the system, and we're gonna be like Assange and WikiLeaks." And then nothing ever happened. It's because I don't pay attention to I don't pay attention. I don't put any credence into anonymous groups because they can be hijacked. It can be one great person one week, one insane person the next week, and there's no way to verify what's going on. And I guess when you're young and you're like, hey, let's just have some fun, I just worked 13-hour shift at, at Subway because two people called in sick. Um, maybe I just feel like watching a QAnon video and, and laughing it off and then posting it online and other people go, well, you're going down this real dark road with that QAnon stuff, but you're just like, I'm just having some fun at the end of my day. Maybe everything doesn't need to be some sort of mainstream news analysis where people kind of say, well, at least they're posting something that I'm never going to read, right? That's kind of what I've discovered. But anyways, 
Um, an interesting thing happened with a QAnon adjacent um, group uh, in Japan. They hey, they had a protest yesterday, um, and they are big anti-vaxxers. They had quite the poster that I'll be posting up onto the website, MatthewPMBigelow.com, with an English translation on the side. Um, this is an insane poster that you've got to see. They have Donald Trump with Michael Jackson, Princess Diana, um, I think it's Robert F. Kennedy Jr., and maybe Michael, uh, Mr. Flynn, the, the, the former national security advisor. I'm not, I can't remember his position, but the QAnon people in Japan really like Flynn for some reason. I like Flynn too. I've never really seen him like blow my mind, but you know, I've, you know, he seems like a good dude. Um, for as much as we can trust people in high-end American positions. This is the translation. The 17th all... Uh, oh, the, this is a protest that happened in Shinjuku. And I'm going to play a little background um, music. This is coming to us from Jeffrey J. Hall uh, from Twitter. He's like this Japan watcher guy. And I'm going to play this protest uh, from the Japanese QAnon movement in the background here so you can get a feel for it. Not very big, but you get the idea. The 17th All Japan Simultaneous Protest in support of the Q-Truth Movement Tokyo will be held in Shinjuku on February 12, 2023. Start, 1430. Meeting up, 1400 to 1425. Just some addresses. Oh, the addresses are Shinjuku Chuo Koen, uh, Mizuno Hiroba, and Shinjuku Kuyakusho. It says, let's protect the children. Let's put an end to masks and silent restaurants. Don't you vaccinate our kids. So. They're just waving flags. They're not masked. They're not that big of a group. They're very walking in a very orderly fashion in an orderly line. And these people that are against um, coronavirus vaccines for children and not wearing masks and being able to get a little bit loud in restaurants are regarded as the most crazy people in the entire country. They, I, don't, I didn't even approach it from this way. I was just saying this is kind of what's going on. I was more focused on the poster. It's an amazing poster. But at the same time, I'm kind of going, well... I, I, What's worse, like not putting a mask on your child for a virus that kind of exists, but it's not that deadly to children, and then putting experimental mRNA gene therapies into kids when they don't really need it? Um, if you're an adult, I say go for it, go nuts. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. But uh, these, this group here doesn't seem, I'm not going to join this group because it is a little bit nutty to walk around with that paraphernalia. Maybe they're just having fun. But... Um, it doesn't seem that insane to say, let's put an end to masks and silent restaurants and don't you vaccinate our kids. I don't know. Now that I think about it, th those are very reasonable positions that uh, parents and people who enjoy themselves in life should be concerned about. Very, very funny. All right. Let's do a Nikkei Blitz. Let's turn that off. Thanks, QAnon movement, I guess. I don't know. Let's, uh, uh I'll, I'll put this one there. Weird corner. All right. Um, I don't pay for the Nikkei, but they give us a few, uh, paragraphs for free. And that's all you basically need from most news anyways. You know, who reads into the eighth paragraph and is like, oh, finally... Finally, some great information. Um, so let's take a look at the... But the Nikkei is very good at offering a wide spectrum of um, news analysis, much better than most other, other, other news agencies in Japan. Uh, let's take a look. Japan's Morinaga buys tofurkey maker in Vietnam baby milk importer. Plant-based foods and infant formula to help power overseas push. Plant-based foods suck balls. 
Japanese dairy company Morinaga Milk Industry announced Friday a pair of acquisitions, um, including an American company behind Tofurky soy-based foods. Morinaga said it would purchase Tofurky maker Turtle Island Foods Holdings through a unit through U.S. unit for $12.4 million. Turtle Island logged sales of approximately $42 million for 2021. The American unit said Morinaga supplies tofu to Tofurky, the third largest retail brand for plant-based meats in the U.S. And what was the other one? Uh, Vietnam Baby Milk Importer. Not sure about that. Next, Japan bond delivery failures highest since global financial crisis. BOJ Bank of Japan purchases squeeze liquidity even as outstanding balance tops 7.6 trillion yen. Tokyo, a growing number of sellers are failing to deliver promised Japanese government bonds to buyers as aggressive purchasing by the Bank of Japan dries up liquidity in that market. Failures affect 5.08 trillion yen or $38.6 billion of Japanese government bonds in 1,247 incidents this January, according to the BOJ, the most since September 2008 when Lehman Brothers collapsed. I'm glad I'm only doing a news blitz. I don't understand the bond markets. Um, through the AI research I did, I understand the AI markets quite well, but it's one of those things like how a chemist might not understand jack shit about physics. I'm the same way with um, bond markets and all this. So this seems big. I've heard people say it's big. Japan bond delivery failures highest since global financial crisis. Next. Japan set to nominate Kazuo Ueda as next Bank of Japan governor. Uh, Mr. Kuroda, who is the current and outgoing Bank of Japan BOJ governor, was closely allied with Shinzo Abe, the guy who was murdered in the street um, with a homemade shotgun. Um, that guy's going out. The quantitative easing is going out. We, we've seen record high inflation, and the next guy does not have a good job to, to handle it. We'll see how it goes. The Japanese government plans to nominate Kazuo Ueda, an economist and former member of the Bank of Japan's policy board, as the central bank's next governor to succeed Haruhiko Kuruda, Nikkei has learned. Quote, the Bank of Japan's current policy is appropriate, end quote, Ueda told reporters Friday. Despite a current inflation rate of 4%, above the 2% target, he said that, quote, monetary easing must continue, end quote. I don't know what the Bank of Japan is doing, actually. It's very mysterious. I don't know why they see the easing as is all important. I would love to get an economist on to interview them about this in very specific terms where I can be like the five-year-old who is like, explain it to me like a five-year-old, and then they, they try to do that. And that would be great, but um, it, it's not looking good. Um, let's take a look here. Let's do the uh, Saito Revenger. If you've enjoyed the Japan What podcast thus far, where you get economic analysis, UFO speculations, and tying things to Japan that might not even be tied to Japan, such as lasers in Hawaii, then why not think about donating at paypal.me forward slash Japan WUT. That's paypal.me forward slash Japan WUT. You can also donate via podcasting 2.0 compliant apps, such as the Fountain app. Um, and send us boostograms. Connect your wallet of Bitcoin to the Lightning Network. Send it through the app directly to the podcast. Not only will you be glad to support local independent media, you'll be glad that you've downloaded one of those podcast apps because they look great. Come on out. Japan, W-T, forward slash, Japan, wait, paypal.me, sorry, paypal.me, forward slash, Japan, W-U-T. What the next uh, point we're going to focus on here is, uh, it's going to be more economic news, and, or should we do the math? No, we're already on the economy, so let's take a look. Uh, we'll do this very quickly. I wanted to cover this a couple of weeks ago, but couldn't. And this kind of, this is this strikes me as like um, when the news hates us. When the news kind of says, hey, you're stupid. Uh, and we're like, what are you talking about? And the, like the tone and like the the weird push. It's It's like you go to the news to get some information about the world and then they just look at you and say, eat garbage. <laughs> this is one of those examples. This is like, 
excess savings not helping consumers in Japan as inflation rises. That's the headline. I had to go back into the Wayback Machine to get this because it's from a couple of weeks ago, but this is not like the daily news of Japan. This is trends and, and so on. Rising prices are hurting Japanese consumers, especially young people, and around 64 trillion yen in excess savings accumulated over the COVID-19 pandemic years have done little to support consumption, according to the cabinet office. So it's like, we shut down the economy, you couldn't go out, there was no such thing as um, live music and, and, and restaurants and everything had to be masked and super unfun, so you stayed home and you were uncertain about the future and you didn't spend your money and that's not helping you. It's like, fuck you. Holy shit, that makes me angry. The recent bout of inflation, bout, accelerating twice as fast as the Bank of Japan's 2% target is largely due to higher costs. The office said in its annual economic report, adding that the time is not ripe to change uh, accommodative monetary policy as support from robust wage growth is still lacking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get inflation and then you don't get wage growth, and then you have this uncertainty of a job market where it's like, I don't know where I'm going to be in two years, but you better say that excess, what is excess savings? Hey, you saved too much, you idiot. Now go spend that money in an inflationary cycle where we have restrictions on everything and, 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 and masks everywhere so you can't understand what anyone's saying to you as you try to go out and enjoy yourself. Inflation at home and recession fears about the global economy are casting a pall over the world's third largest economy, which unexpectedly shrank in the July to September quarter of 2022. The economy has so far been supported by a recovery in the services sector hit hard by the pandemic, but the office warned that private consumption, accounting for more than half of the economy, may take a lagged hit from the recent worsening of household sentiment. Spending on goods and services among people aged 34 or younger has been on the decline as a trend, but it's still, uh, but its fall has been sharp during the pandemic. Mm, on top of rising, so young people have zero, no, they're very poor job prospects. They're told that everything is crap. They're told that if they go out, they're going to kill grandma, and that their their job opportunities are just wildly not predictable. You are saving too much money and you're not helping anyone. Like, What are we doing to these people? What is this trying to do to people? Quote, extra savings have been increasing, albeit at a slower pace than before. So there's less extra savings? Even the current phase of rising prices, it cannot be observed that people have been dipping into their savings, the document said. Japan has lagged behind the United States and Europe in recovering from the COVID-19 economic fallout, but expectations have grown that pent-up demand, helped by excess savings accumulated amid antivirus curbs, will support the economy. <laughs> Japanese companies have been raising prices on everyday goods to reflect higher raw material costs amplified by the yen's historic depreciation against the U.S. dollar. <clears throat> I think I'll, I'll stop it there. Um... Yeah, so that just drives me nuts. When when you go to get some economic news and they're like, yeah, actually, we just hate you. We just, we're the government and you give us a lot of money to run this place. But unfortunately, we closed everything down. And then you didn't spend your money and now you have money and now you got to spend it. It's like, oh, maybe that's the roll-in for the, the central bank digital currency where it's like, hey, your wallet has this amount of money on it and we've just decided... You only have until two months from now to spend it all. Good luck, and your carbon credit will be uh, monitored for your footprint onto our green transition. That is coming. That is coming. Um, Let's see. Should we do a stupid gaijin of the week? I don't see why not. Stupid gaijin of the week. Stupid gaijin. S-G-O-T-W. I don't know if this is this is just this is just foreigners. It has nothing to do with stupid gaijins. This woman's probably very smart. Unfortunately. No, fortunate. I mean, unfortunately for the jingle, because you want to hear something stupid. Chinese women's purchase of uninhabited Okinawa Island causes stir online. Should we listen for the no we can't? A recent social media post by a Chinese woman in which she claims to have purchased an uninhabited island in Okinawa Prefecture has caused a stir. The woman 
in her 30s told Chinese media that a company run by her relative had bought Yanaha Island, located north of the Okinawa Main Island. It's kind of in the area of the Senkakus, kind of. According to public records, parts of the island have been owned by a Tokyo-based consulting firm that specializes in Chinese businesses since February 2021. The office of Izena Village in Okinawa, which oversees the island, said the company owns about 50% of the total island, with its beaches mostly held by the local government. So there's like this, um, is it owned by her? Is it owned by... Is it is this just like a, a TikTok stint? Is this just a way to rile up Chinese sentiment at home to take over the Jiaoyu Islands, as they like to call the Senkaku Islands in uh, China? Um, but here's the idea. I was reading some other articles about this. In China, you're not Chinese people don't own their own land. It's common for communist countries. Should, this is like an idea. I'm not sure how for or against it I am. Because at one point you can't just say, you know, this person can own land and this person cannot. But how much of a national interest security is it? How much, how much interest is it to national security that people who can't own land in their own country come to yours and start buying up your land where you can own it? You know, 150 years ago, it would be pretty difficult for a foreigner from China to just come in and buy up all your land. But now, not so much. They got a lot of money. They got a lot of people. They're looking to expand. But at the same time, this is the thing. In order to have someone buying the land, you have to have somebody selling the land. So it's not like a Chinese person's fault that they go in and buy land that a national in another country sells it to them, right? If you're going to try to point fingers, which I'm not, I'm just throwing this up as some sort of speculative surveillance balloon over the shores of Alaska. It's over the Aleutian Islands right now. What, what is the responsibility between citizens and governments between that offered land to sell. They want to sell the land. Hey, this is my land. I want to sell it. Some Chinese person comes up to you and says, I'll pay really good money for that land. And you say, it's my land. I can sell it to whoever I damn well please. But when does it become an issue of national security? And then what if at some point in the future, some countries just start saying, if you can't buy land in your country, you can't buy land in ours because you are now... We, we don't view it as some sort of authentic purchase. We view it as expansionary. What if that starts happening? It's just an idea that I wanted to float up like a, some sort of surveillance balloon. Maybe it's a UFO. I'm not exactly sure. Um, so maybe I am this stupid gaijin of the week. Stupid gaijin of the week. Stupid gaijin. S-G-O-T-W. This is um, probably one of the most important things to talk about, actually, is Yomiri. This comes to us via Gigi, actually. Sorry to say Yomiri. The Japanese government on Friday adopted a plan to make maximum use of nuclear power in a bid to realize a carbon-free society while ensuring stable electricity supplies. This is something that Japan is quite good at doing. They get involved in all of these international initiatives, because why not? Maybe there's some money in there. And everyone's saying wind and solar, wind and solar. And Japan says, yeah, wind and solar, wind and solar. And then eventually they say, and nuclear. And then they just start doing nuclear again. There's a lot of nuclear in Japan. Um, as you know, there was the Fukushima incident, quite major. I was here for that. I, I, I was watching my online news, the NHK, and I saw the, the top of the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant just blow off the building, and it blew off fast. It went way high in the air. I don't know if they ever found it. And I went, I am only a couple hundred kilometers away from that. I'm getting out of Dodge. So I'm going to read a, um, do my best to read a graph. And I used to teach reading graphs, so let's see how well I do. 
So while the Japan, Japanese government is making use of nuclear power, this comes to us from, I believe it's the Nikkei polls conducted by Nikkei. Um, from 2011 to 2022. And it's about Japan nuclear power. And this is like the, there's two lines. And it says, majority of Japan supports, re, sorry, majority of Japan supports reactor restarts for first time in a decade. One line is support restarting idled nuclear reactors. And the other line is oppose restarting idled nuclear reactors. After the Fukushima incident, um, the support went down to 30 to 25 percent. And the uh, opposition went from 35 to 55 percent. And up until about maybe 2015, um, it, the op opposition climbed to more than 60 percent of the public opposing the restarting of idled nuclear reactors. Now, that might seem low. You would think that, you know, according to sentiment, 90, 95, 100% would oppose it, but it only got to 60, 62%. Um, but after 2022, with the inflation happening, with all of the supply chains and all of the uh, Russia invading Ukraine and that some and all of the international economic um, pressures put onto Russia, not really having the effect, desired effect, or was it, but instead just ramped up prices around the world and, and caused um, supply chain energy disruptions. The, so the opposition went from 45% just before 2022 down to 37% after 2022. And the support went from 40% before 2022 to just about 55% after 2022. And this was like a the opposition was gradually decreasing after 2016, let's say, from 55% down to 45%. And the opposition, sorry, the support was increasing from 28% up to 40%. But then after the inflation and, and all of the woes, the supply chain woes hit, it went drastically the other direction, like a, a, a knee curve or something like that, just like an elbow curve went ping. And so the Japanese government is now going to restart the um, plans to uh, provide energy from idled nuclear power plants. The basic plan for green transformation marks a departure from Japan's policy of reducing its dependence on nuclear energy. The plan also includes a target of achieving $150 trillion in public and private investments for decarbonization over the next 10 years. So you take all of the investments for decarbonization and instead of buying nuclear, solely putting it into solar and carbon capture and, um, and wind, you invest all that into nuclear. And let's see where it goes. Um, to the end, the government adopted green transformation legislation so that it can procure funds for its share of the envisioned investments, which is projected at some 20 trillion yen. Roughly $100 billion. Um, from 2033, power companies will be required to buy emission credits through emission trading. So there we go. Let's see where that goes. Let's see where that goes indeed. So that's the um, the nuclear power thing. And I don't really have a gear. Let's see. That's just... Nuclear power as a fake emission credits thing, even though it's kind of true, but goes against all the greenies in Europe, which we should be doing anyways. Let's take a look at the next topic. By the way, I am for restarting the nuclear power plants. Um, I didn't. We ha it's been twelve twelve years since the Fukushima thing happened. We didn't see the entire countryside become a wasteland. There's still issues with it and treatment and all of that. Um, there are risks involved, but there's also risks of, of everybody not being able to live a, a good life. So we take those risks into our hands. And let's go to the next topic. Shinzo Abe. Uh, he's released a post post homus book, a book released post homusly after he died. Has come out and it contains a lot of his notes and his thoughts about everything. Um, 
In this book by Shinzo Abe, who had formed a pretty good relationship with Trump, uh, say what you will about Trump and Abe, um, you know, my issues with both of them, uh, a lot better than what's going on now. So this is Ken Modiasu, and Ken Modiasu is a Nikkei Asia diplomatic correspondent, DC, Cairo, Beijing, Dalian, Tokyo, um, and he is on. He's posting on Twitter these things, and he's kind of translating them, or he's getting them translated somehow from this book by Abe, which has not been translated into English yet. And this kind of goes into um, his and Trump's relationship a little bit. This is an interesting scene during Trump's visit to Japan in May 2019. Um, after watching Sumo, we were to move to an izakaya restaurant in Roppongi for dinner, but Trump's motorcade is 30 cars long, and if we went separately, we would arrive at different times. So I rode on his beast. And beast is, of course, the um, president, U.S. presidential car, whatever it's called. Lots of people were waving on the street. Trump asked me, Shin, Shinzo, are they waving at you or at me? I said, it's you. The car has an American flag on it. And he was very happy. He turned on the light and waved back so everybody could see him. The Secret Service was very worried and asked him to turn off the light because people would know which of the two beasts the president was riding. Trump said, Don't worry, Shinzo. This car can withstand 200 shots in one place. Then Melania said, Well, what happens when the 201st bullet comes? And we all had a big laugh. It's really important to spend time with other leaders. Um, this, hit, this is a hit book by Shinzo Abe. Uh, they, they released 30,000 copies in the first run, and they're already doing another 100,000 copies, in the, like a rush in, in the next two days. Um, it'd be interesting to read this in English. I'm not... Yeah... When you read those types of exchanges, you kind of realize that maybe that is a type of diplomacy that's going on, and it's a lot better than constant saber-rattling and, and dementia patients that we got going on these days. And it doesn't sound like fascists talking. Like, we're just told for years that they're all fascists and they're all going to usher in World War III. And, you know, now that we have um, Russia invading Ukraine, remember Rush, Trump was supposed to be Russia's puppet? And no one's asking Trump at all about what to do with uh, there's nothing at all. It's just the meat. A lot of the times the media is not your friend. Huh? A lot of the times the media is not your friend at all, especially when it comes from within America about America because they could just go off the fucking rails every day, don't they? <laughs> it's a runaway. We got to run away from them. It's like a black hole of insanity. That just You try to skirt around the edges of it and days later you might come back uh, lucky if you don't have, you know, 80 days of propaganda to scoop out of your brain like rotten yogurt and left behind uh, rice pudding or something like that. I stopped masking for the most part, except in hospitals or <clears throat> when I'm in places where it's just absolutely mandatory. But as far as like transportation goes, most shops... I stopped masking in May 2020 and I, you know, I didn't really fear anything about COVID after then either. I'm not totally nuts. I don't, I don't, you know, I think that there is a virus out there. We still don't really know what it is entirely. Is it a bioweapon? How do you vaccinate against a bioweapon? That's, that's something I haven't heard an answer to, which led to my hesitancy for the rollout of the vaccines. No one was ever saying, this could be a bioweapon, and we have the vaccine for the bioweapon. To this point, it's like, it's climate change that made a virus go from a bat to something else to a human, and now we have, now we know how to cure that. I could be being totally wrong. I'm, I'm willing to admit, I'm not married to these ideas, but I don't have any regrets about making them. Uh, none at all. But we finally get a push Japan gives nod to going maskless on trains starting March 13th, just in time for allergy season. 
Japan on March 13th will drastically ease COVID-19 guidelines regarding mask wearing in schools and aboard public transportation as Prime Minister Fumio Kishida seeks to relax public health measures for economic and social activities. Under the new guidelines, decided on by the government on Friday, passengers will only be recommended to wear face masks on trains and buses during rush hour or other occasions when public transport is especially congested, while students will not be requested to use them during school activities. My son, who is about two and a half years old, a pandemic baby, pandemia as we like to call him lovingly, has never really seen me wear a mask. We don't have a TV in the house, so he hasn't been bombarded at a very young age with all of the masking and the virus and the fear that would, you know, be transmitted to the parents and then, you know, indirectly to the kids. I hope this gives him a leg up in life. I really do. Um, because there's a lot of pressure to wear masks, and I just don't do it. Uh, if people, I don't care if people want to talk to me, don't want to talk to me. I, it's, there's no reason to participate in mass psychosis ever. So I, I did my research and people said you shouldn't. You shouldn't research at all. You should just shut up because you're not a researcher, which I am. I am a researcher. And you should just do whatever the government tells you. Coronavirus. Coronavirus. If the Wuhan flu doesn't kill you, then media panic will. Now do whatever the government tells you to do. Some people are apparently going to still wear them regardless, regardless whether you need to or not. Some women like to wear them because you don't have to show your face. That has always been a problem, the shy society um, where everybody's, most people are the same height, very similar weight but they're afraid to show their face in public. Very unusual when you think about it from a European perspective when everybody looks so different from each other most of the time. Uh, but there you go. We have government to not... Yeah, the government is going to tell us when we can and cannot wear our masks. Well, fancy that government, but I've been telling myself for quite a while and it's come at a cost, but it's a cost that's most definitely been worth it. Um, it's cost a lot, maybe even cost me a job, maybe even lost some money. Uh, but I took my stand, uh, poor boy. Uh, in this world, you got to take a stand. All right, we're about to finish up here for today. Nothing much else going on. Um, just kind of more or less chilling and taking her easy. I do have to take us out one more. Super gotcha! In waiting. So this is not again, this is this is I don't have any evidence that any of these people are gonna be stupid gaijins of the weeks, but they're maybe they're in waiting. Once you get a certain demographic, a certain amount of people in, and that that the the range of that number expands, the the chances for stupid gaijins within that demographic, within that number also becomes uh, more of a likely future event. So we are stupid gaijin of the week in waiting in this case. Number of foreign workers in Japan hits record high. The number of foreign workers in Japan hit a record high of more than 1.82 million last year. This is from NHK. The Labor Ministry says there were 1,822,725 foreign workers as of the end of last October. That's an increase of about 95,504, or 5.5%, from a year earlier. A lot of people who write about Japan, like foreigners, don't live in Japan. Like, they live all over the world, and like they get jobs as correspondents about Japan because they have some experience here, or they knew someone in university so I realized that like when I was doing research for guests and stuff, it's like this person is not, they've lived in Japan, but you know, they, they're all of their analysis comes from papers and data points and stuff like that. Not from actually living here. So it's different when you live here like me, I live here. 
The figure has been on the rise since record-keeping began in 2007. Uh, the annual rate of increase fell to 0.2% in 2021 due to the coronavirus pandemic, but it expanded again in the latest data. By nationalities, the Vietnamese workers topped the list at 462,384, or about a quarter of the total. Chinese nationals account for 385,848, followed by 206,050 people from the Philippines. The number of technical trainees was 343,252, down 2.4% from a year earlier. The figure declined for the second year in a row, possibly due to anti-coronavirus border controls, you think? Labor ministry officials say that although the number of technical trainees has fallen, the overall rate of increase is recovering to pre-pandemic levels. The officials say they will consult with companies to ensure that foreign nationals can work comfortably in Japan, regardless of language or customs. Good luck with that. Try going somewhere, anywhere else that's Tokyo and, and you know, hey, let's talk English. <laughs> Nobody does that. And even like Vietnamese people, do they really speak English to Japanese people? It's, it's very interesting because I've been in here since 2006. And in 2006, you could see like English teachers everywhere. And English teachers would be kind of white or Western. And you can tell like for the most part, not all the time, but a Western Asian person from California looks kind of different from like a technical trainee person from Vietnam, even though they might have, you know, similar genetics, not just Asian genetics, but Vietnamese genetics. Um, and over the past 15, 16 years, you kind of see fewer and fewer whiteies around or Westerns around and more and more um, Asian nationals from especially younger people. And now they're all coming over with smartphones already. So it's like, I came over here and you, in order to get information, you had to go out and root for it. And it's fine that things move on and, you know, technology develops. Now, what is this going to do for all of the sort of, is there a reason to integrate into Japanese society for all of these non-Japanese people when you can come over here and get everything you had back home that you liked on a phone? You got all your friends, your social media, your news, your movies, your TV, um, all of that. And then you can even network with, with the people here through social media apps, communicate in your language with them, meet up with them, and then you know go back home and, and tie up with them over there too. Or are you going to come over here and you're going to learn a new social media platform in Japanese, which is really hard? Uh, are you going to come over here and... Um, go to a language school with your free time and spend all your money there to learn about things that you don't really need to know about in Japan. It's really hard to teach foreigners what they need to learn in Japan. It's like no Japanese teacher I've ever met tells me how to communicate with people at the bank. They're always like, maybe you need a job at a ramen restaurant. I'm like, no, I don't need a job at a ramen restaurant. That's what they want. Then the interview is like, do you want a job here? Yes, I do. What do you want? I would like to serve ramen. Oh, okay, you have the job. It's like the the reality versus the language points are very far away from each other. I mean, just try calling a bank in Japan and asking them to speak slowly. They can't because they're being monitored and they have to speak exactly as the corporate scripture tells them to. They're not you're not interfacing with a person, you're interfacing with a bank acting as a person. So uh, well, all of these foreigners coming over to Japan now, well, I have felt less and less of a need to integrate into Japanese society, especially with the coronavirus pandemic in which everybody just ran away and they all wear masks. Like, can you communicate to somebody in your second or third language wearing a mask? It's really, really hard. Um, you know, maybe for certain things, but if they're if they're in the service industry and they're wearing a mask behind a plastic thing and good luck. So for, for me, what this signifies is a lot of the legacy media that wants to benefit from an influx of foreigners coming into the country, they've already lost out because they're coming over with supercomputers and they don't use fax machines um, and they're very well integrated into a, a media digital landscape that may even far exceed the 
a lot of the realms of the Japanese digital landscape at this point. We'll see, but that's that's my idea. And of course, within these groups coming over, if they're you know more and more technical internees that lose their jobs and have to resort to crime, we might see in the future as well as an influx of stupid gadget of the week. All right, that's going to be it for today. So thank you for tuning in to the Japan What podcast. My name is Matthew, pmbigelow.com. If you feel like donating... Donate to the Japan What podcast by going to paypal.me forward slash japanwut. All right. Remember the MAGA meat? The MAGA meat can be yours. Or is it the MAGA meat for the QAnon people who also want to make bacon wrap meatloaf around a, a fake bone? You don't need to wear masks in Japan anymore. Thank you very much for listening. Matthew P. M. Bigelow.com. <laughs>